It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it is the BYU Cougars for you each and every day. News, notes, and insider info you can't find anywhere else. Thanks again for joining me on this Friday, December 7th edition of the show. 77 years to the day of the Pearl Harbor bombing that brought the United States into World War II. Uh, just real quick right off the top here, want to thank all those who have served in the military, do serve in the military, or may serve in our armed forces going forward for defending our freedoms, allowing me to have the opportunity to talk sports with you each and every day on this podcast and just some small part of it. But I want you guys to know that I have appreciate your service and my thoughts and prayers go out to all those who have loved ones in the armed forces that are gone this time of year, especially a tough time of year with the holiday season upon us. All right, today's show, we're going to be talking some BYU basketball as they get ready to take on the Utes. Rivalry game tomorrow in the Beehive Classic up here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, where I record the podcast most often. Also, we'll talk some BYU football news and notes. Nothing gets BYU's fans' ears to perk up more than Big 12 expansion. Yeah, we'll talk about some comments from the Big 12, Commissioner Bob Bullsby in particular, in the second segment of today's show. And the final segment of the show, as we normally do, it's quick hits, where we hit on the news and notes we haven't had a chance to touch on earlier in the show. Got to talk a little bit about BYU women's volleyball in their regional matchup, the Sweet 16 this afternoon, hopefully advancing to an Elite 8 tomorrow. We'll catch up on all of that in the final segment of the show. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. We'll tell you what they're offering Locked On Cougars listeners here in a moment. Appreciate their continued support, and I appreciate your guys' continued support. Those of you that have been riding with me throughout this football season since we started in late August, and even those of you that might be brand new to today's show, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to check it out, and hopefully you find it of worth and come back for more. All right, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for December 7th, 2018. Oh, the rivalry. BYU and Utah renewing acquaintances in basketball, this time on a neutral court tomorrow afternoon, 12 p.m., high noon at Vivint Smart Home Arena. BYU and Utah will square off in the first game of the Beehive Classic at Vivint Smart Home Arena. It's a doubleheader. Utah State and Weber State will square off at 2.30 following BYU and Utah. And a big day of college basketball. And I get the college basketball is kind of taking a back seat to what's going on uh, with college football and even the NFL and the NBA here in the state of Utah. But it's still a big deal. And hopefully those of you that are interested in this have your tickets to come up to this game. I think it's going to be a fantastic environment. It was a good. It was some good games last year. BYU uh, went right down to the wire with Weber State before carving out a six-point victory. 
What can we expect from Utah this year? Well, I'm expecting another tight game. Uh, BYU, of course, comes in on to this game on the heels of a big win over Utah State Wednesday night, 95-80. Uh, BYU cruised out to a big lead in the first half of that game and then were able to fend off any and all challenges that Utah State tried to muster in the second half as they rolled to that victory. But BYU is going to have to have a similar type of game, I think, tomorrow to hold off Utah. With regards to the Utes, in this season, it's kind of been an up-and-down year so far for Utah. They sit at 4-3 and three coming into this game. They suffered a tough loss at the hands of Hawaii, a game I saw a lot of over the Thanksgiving holiday. and They didn't look particularly good in that game, but I kind of wrote it off saying, okay, this is one game, but it's been up-and-down all year long. Uh, The leading players for Utah are Cedric Bearfield, the senior out of Corona, California. He's a former transfer from SMU. He's a great player, 6'2 guard. Also, the Utes are led by Donnie Tillman, who's a 6'7 wing player. And those two players, seemingly, if they play well, Utah seems to perform pretty well. If they have one or both of them have an off night, Utah struggles a little bit. Uh I'm interested to see how BYU defends these two players because, like I said, Cedric Barrafield, six foot two. That's a guy that you'll probably see a guy like TJ Hawes matching up on. Also, Jasheer Hardnett. And if I were BYU, I'd probably stick a guy like Gavin Baxter if he's healthy on a player like Donnie Tillman. But you also can put Dalton Nixon out there and defend him as well. I'm interested to see how BYU kind of matches up against this because on the other wing for Utah, they have a rising true freshman, a four-star prospect who signed with the program earlier this summer. I believe actually might have been the late spring. But Booth Gack, and hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. I've had some people tell me it's Gotch, Booth Gotch, but I believe it's Booth Gack. He's a six foot seven forward. Uh, he's from Austin, Minnesota, but he spent a prep year at Arizona Compass Prep a year ago. And this young man can play ball. A six foot seven wing, like I said, weighs 195 pounds. Doesn't play as you would expect most freshmen would play, but in this day and age of AAU basketball, where guys are playing year round, they're coming into uh, college basketball programs in better shape with more well-rounded games. And Booth Gack is is no exception to that rule. So, BYU fans, going to be interesting to see how they match up. Utah also has plenty of size in the middle. They have two seven-footers, Jace Johnson, and then uh, Tipilovich, I believe is the is the name of the other player. Uh, Novak Topilovich, oh, excuse me. He's a transfer from Idaho State, both listed at seven feet tall, both pretty big bodies, both listed at about around 230 pounds. So BYU, a team we've talked about before that has issues with their size on the interior, I wonder if Utah will try and use their ability, use their size advantage, and try and exploit BYU that way. I don't know that... uh Topolovich or Johnson are necessarily the offensive threats to be the focal point of Utah's attack. Uh, Topolovich averaging 6.3 points per game, while Johnson averaging 5.7. Both of them averaging around 5 to 6 rebounds a game. So they don't have necessarily big um, impacts on the stat line, but I'm interested to see how they go about doing uh, attacking BYU tomorrow and also defending. Will they decide to go small or trust that their big guys in Topolovich and Jace Johnson can can match up with a guy like Yoli Childs and shut him down with their length and bother his shot? Yoli Childs has been a stellar player for the Cougars this year, coming off a 31-point performance against Utah State. 
I thought he did it in spite of everything being focused on him. Nemius Queta, the freshman big man for Utah State, was doing his best to slow him down along with some of the other players for Utah State. But uh, Yoli Child still got his. He got 31 points, a great performance, and... It'll be interesting to see how Utah decides to go about it. Will they use that length and size to bother him, or will they decide a guy like Tillman uh, can Donnie Tillman can match up with him and defend him with his more athleticism and speed? Going to be interesting chess matches. It always is when it comes to college basketball. Utah comes into this game. They have eight players averaging 15 minutes or more a game. I mentioned that Bearfield's the most at 29 minutes a game. So this is a very um, expansive roster that goes deep on the bench for the Utes. And guys like Timmy Allen, another four-star prospect, a true freshman, could be a kid to keep an eye on as well. 7.1 points per game as a freshman right now, just under four rebounds and two and a half assists a game. So Utah can go a lot of different ways with this roster. I'm interested to see how they decide to ultimately deploy things and go after uh, BYU tomorrow in this game. So once again, BYU and Utah squaring off in the Beehive Classic tomorrow, 12 p.m., I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about BYU. I thought that it was a great performance, great bounce back performance after a three game slide to see them do what they did against Utah State. But Utah's a different animal. They've got a lot more athleticism. They're recruiting at a Pac-12 level. We talk about it in football all the time where BYU is at a talent dis- disparity simply due to the fact that Utah's recruiting at a different level. Well, they're doing the same thing in basketball. This is a Power 5 team. They're recruiting at a Power 5 level. BYU's recruiting at a high mid-major level. And spare me the, well, BYU's got four top 100 recruits on their team. I get that. But BYU recruits a different type of player than I think Utah is chasing. And if you were to tell me on paper, if you were to say, okay, here's athleticism for both teams, I'd say on paper, Utah is the more athletic team. I thought BYU played extremely well as a team against Utah State. And if they do that again, I feel good about their chances against the Utes. But we have to wait and see what happens when they actually tip the ball tomorrow afternoon. And if you don't have your tickets, come on up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Vivint Smart Home Arena, they've completely redesigned in the last couple of years. I work here with the Zone Sports Network in my day job, and the arena is in phenomenal shape. So come out and check it out. Enjoy an ba- afternoon full of basketball. If you want, you can stay up here tomorrow, go see the Temple Square lights, whatever you want to do. Make a day of it. Come enjoy the hoops and support the Cougars. It's always a tight series. It is. I think BYU has a two-game advantage in the all-time series right now, and it's going to remain that way. I think this is going to go back and forth. So we'll see what happens tomorrow afternoon, and of course, we'll have it covered for you on the Monday edition of the show. We'll recap the game and what we took away from it. All right, we'll step aside here, come back, and you talk some BYU football, Big 12 expansion news, also some news on BYU head coach Kalani Satake's contract that I'm not sure a lot of people were aware of that we'll talk about as well coming up next. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you about today's sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at Sling TV. Sling TV is here when you want to watch all the college sports you can handle, football, basketball, and everywhere in between for just 30 
$3 a month. You get the ESPN networks, Pac-12 networks, SEC networks, and more. And you can stream it on your big screen as a regular TV service, or you can take it with you on a mobile app. That's one of the great things about Sling TV is its versatility. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. There are no useless channels. You pick the lineup you want with Sling TV. It's not bundled. You select what you want. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You know what you're paying right up front. And of course, you can cancel it at any time for any reason. Check it out, guys. Locked on Cougars listeners can get a seven-day free trial to see what Sling TV is all about by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Check it out, guys. It's a fantastic option. This is your chance to check it out and see if it's the right option for you. Go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. to Locked On Cougars. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and good news, guys, we're currently in the works to hopefully get this on Pandora. If you're a Pandora listener on the regular, you should be able to find us there, hopefully in the near future. I'll let you know as soon as I know if we're officially on that platform. But the Locked On Cougars podcast, it's growing, it's getting better, and I appreciate each and every one of you who have supported the show, have reached out with thoughts, questions, and everything else that you've had to say about the show. It's been a blast to bring it to you each day. All right, let's talk some Big 12 expansion. And by the way, if my voice sounds different today, it's because I'm still battling that head cold I mentioned earlier in the week, and my voice has been affected by it. So bear with me. I am battling through it. It's been a tough week in terms of taking a lot of medicine, hoping to keep my voice in shape considering I do radio on the daily, but it's a blast to bring the show to you and we're just battling through it. So BYU, Big 12 expansion, and of course BYU fans, when when you hear Big 12 expansion, you see the term Big 12 expansion, immediately it's catnip. BYU fans love this topic for whatever reason and it draws a lot of eyeballs and a lot of interest in it. And earlier this week, uh, BYU got some news, and we, we'll, we're going to debate this here in a moment. We're going to talk about the merits of these comments, but uh, earlier this week, the Sports Business Journal, which is an online site, does fantastic work. If you want to learn more about sports business in general, this Sports Business Journal website and also their actual publications are absolutely phenomenal. They held an event called the Learfield Intercollegiate Athletics Forum. It began Wednesday morning, and BYU uh, fans, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, uh, had some interesting comments. Uh, this comes via Brett McMurray. Murphy, of course, the venerable sports reporter, the college football writer for Stadium Network. He says that uh, 
So I'll read the quote directly. Big 12's Bob Bowlesby said no regrets on expanding. Quote, not one school moved the needle and required a supermajority. Not one institution or group of institutions could garner eight votes. I would never I would never say never as far as future expansion, but it feels to me there's more stability. Okay, Bob. Well, if that's true, uh, this goes back to a comment I've made on this show before in regards to Big 12 expansion. I believe it was all a farce. It was out there to cover up what was going on at Baylor University, and the Big 12 said, oh, crap, we have this black eye. How do we distract from it? Oh, let's throw out conference expansion, and let's, let's act like we're actually chasing this. Do I believe that the Big 12 expansion process was legit? I did for a long time, but more and more comments like this lead me to think that it was an absolute farce. The Big 12 never had an intention of expanding, at least at the time that they mentioned it, and it was all a ploy to distract from what was going on at Baylor, which is an absolutely awful situation. Multiple sexual assault allegations, cover up by coaches, administrators, and even the police, and they needed something to distract from it, and what better than conference expansion? Of course, uh, BYU fans aren't alone in this. I'm sure UCF, USF, U UConn, Cincinnati, Houston, uh, every fan base that thought they might have a chance to make it into the Big 12 during this uh, period of conference expansion are all kind of irate at these comments. But he says that no group of institutions could garner eight votes. I can tell you, though, uh, having talked to people at BYU who would be in the know or who would be connected very heavily to what's going on with this, that BYU felt very good about their chances in joining an expanded Big 12. Uh, Always the comment we heard back was, BYU's Team 11, but who's Team 12? So Bob Bowlesby maybe just uh, blustering a little bit there, but an interesting comment. Uh, It was followed up, though, by a great comment from Texas Athletic Director Chris Del Conte, uh, formerly the the Athletic Director at TCU. So he's been in the Big 12 for quite a while. Uh, And Chris Del Conte on conference realignment said, quote, It's happened since the dawn of time. We'd be foolish to think it won't happen again, unquote. So, smoke, fire, make of it what you will. But it was an interesting comment to hear uh, Bob Bowlesby say, well, we got stability, and there was nobody that could have garnered the eight votes they needed to get into the, to the Big 12. But then Chris Del Conte, it's happened since the dawn of time. We'd be foolish to think it won't happen again. And he's probably speaking more in regards to uh, the Power Five gobbling each other up. Of course, there's always been those rumored expansion topics when it comes to Texas and Oklahoma in particular. Is the Pac-12 going to make another run at those two teams? Or will the Big Ten try and scoop them up? It's going to be interesting. The grant of rights, the TV deals are coming up here in the next four to five years. I believe the Big Tens is actually the first up, I believe, in 2022-2023. Bob Bowlesby said yesterday that the Big 12 contracts are in 2025, which is in line with what we had heard, 2024-2025, when... uh, this conference expansion debate could open up in to a bigger conversation at that point, but stick tight. It's interesting to hear them at least mentioning this at this uh, Learfield intercollegiate athletics forum. Bob Bowlesby saying we're set, but Chris Del Conte said, no, we're not set. It's going to happen again. Just get ready. Just get ready for it. I just thought it was very interesting. I wanted to pass that along to you, along with a note as well. Of course, we talked about Dick Harmon's great piece on Ty Detmer on yesterday's show, and Dick did an incredible job chronicling what Ty Detmer's up to in his post-BYU life currently, and I thought it was awesome. Then he followed it up with another column talking about the work that Kalani Satake has done off the field to kind of get his 
program in the right direction. And there was one interesting note here is that um, Satake is actually entering the final year of his la- of his contract that he originally signed with BYU. I either had forgotten this or was unaware that in 2019 it would be the last year of Kalani Satake's deal. And this brings up the question of, could we see an extension for Kalani Satake this offseason, or will 2019 be a prove-me year? Uh, Meaning, will Tom Homo decline to give Kalani Satake an extension at this point and say, I want to see what you guys do in 2019, and then we'll reapproach this and work out a new contract if it works out, or we part ways? I'm interested to see what they decide to do. I've had multiple people tell me that uh, most administrators, and we're talking in professional sports and also uh, collegiate sports, prefer to have coaches, and coaches themselves also prefer this, have stability. feel like they're not coaching for their job. It's not a one-shot deal with one year left. You've got to go out and prove yourself. But I could see BYU thinking, okay, we're going to let things play out. We'll see how Kalani does in 2019, and then we'll make a decision at that point. I know Kalani Satake, if I were him, I would be uncomfortable with that because, like I just mentioned, it's one year, you get one shot, and if, let's say, multiple injuries happen or something catastrophic happens to you, well, there goes your safety net that was underneath you. It's gone, and you're having to look for a new job. Do I think Kalani Satake is going anywhere? Do I think he wants to go anywhere? No, I believe that Kalani Satake sees himself at BYU for a very long time. But I also get that this is a business and it's BYU. We hear about how BYU is different, but they're no different when it comes to dollars and cents. It's a business. It's money. It's dollars and cents. They have to figure out what they're going to do and... I believe that Tom Homo, uh, right now at least it looks like, and this could change very quickly, of course. We have a bowl game for BYU and then nine months to sit on this. I could see an extension at any point between now and then. But Kalani Satake is approaching the final year of his of his contract with the Cougars, and I am interested to see where that ultimately goes. Will Tom Homo give that extension at some point? Maybe a one-year extension uh, to say, okay, we're going to give you one extra year here Go prove yourself, similar to kind of what they did with with Dave Rose, but Dave Rose is in a different um, stratosphere when it comes to proving himself, quote unquote. Uh, it's just that maybe they give him one more year and say, okay, we'll see what 2019 holds, and then maybe it's an option year in essence in 2020, and they go from there. But it's going to be. I'm curious. I, I guess the overarching thing is here. I'm curious how BYU will approach this if Kalani Satake um, wants an extension and how they'll say, okay, well, this is how we're going to see it from our point of view and where it ultimately proves to bear out in the end. Like I said, I believe Kalani Satake wants to be at BYU for a long time. I know there's administrators down there that would like to see him there for a long time. But of course, the on-field product has to improve. And Kalani Satake, better than anybody, knows that has to be taken care of right up front. All right, there's some notes for you, BYU football-wise, Big 12 expansion, and contracts when it comes to Kalani Satake. We'll come back, quick hits, wrap up this week's show, the final segment of this week, as we look at quick hits and the news uh, for BYU sports that we haven't touched on already in men's basketball and college football. We'll talk about the women's volleyball team, the men's volleyball team, and also women's basketball. So that's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30, 
Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. as we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Thank you guys again for your continued support. Of course, this afternoon, BYU Women's Volleyball Sweet 16 match. They'll be taking on the University of Florida at the Smith Fieldhouse at 4.30 p.m. Uh, game's supposed to be streamed on ESPN3 if you want to tune in. Or I'd encourage you guys, if you're able to skip out of work early, take your kids, go down and watch the women's volleyball team. They win this match. They'll be hosting the Elite Eight match tomorrow uh, between the winner. Well, they'll, they'll face the winners of... Michigan and Texas, which is a match that's being played at 2 p.m. at the Smithfield House. So BYU Women's Volleyball, big opportunity here. You win both of these matches this weekend. You are off to the Final Four in Minnesota next week. Just being awesome to see them make make it to that final. And I still think that they're they've got to be a favorite to win the national title. Of course, uh, Stanford standing there and going to be a tough team for BYU. But I am interested to see how they do this weekend. We'll be rooting for the women's volleyball team Heather Olmstead and her team as they play in these two matches hopefully this weekend and come out on top in both competition's getting stiffer Florida's going to come in and try and upset BYU they're 26 and 6 on the year so they're a good program and BYU's going to have their work cut out for them so best of luck once again to the women's volleyball team men's volleyball side of things came out earlier this week that the AVCA preseason coaches poll has come out and the BYU men's volleyball team is ranked fifth in the preseason poll uh, they are going to rebuild a little bit this year. They lost Brendan Sander, one of the best players BYU has seen in recent years. The Sander dynasty at BYU is over for the time being, but they've got some young players. And I'm expecting BYU men's volleyball will continue to be a good program. Maybe not as elite as 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 they have been in recent years. They've made multiple runs to the national championships, national championship matches, but have not been able to come out on top. Maybe this year's different. I don't know. But number five in the preseason poll, they'll open up their season January 10th against Ohio State. And that's a big-time one because that's a rivalry game. Ohio State and BYU have been going back and forth in national title conversation in recent years. Uh, the Buckeyes not necessarily as highly rated as they previously were, but it will be a big-time season opener for men's volleyball. Finally, as we wrap up today's show, women's basketball also in action tomorrow. The men's basketball team takes on Utah at noon here at Vivint Smart Home Arena but the women, women's team will be up at the Huntsman Center to take on the Lady Running Utes. That's a 7 o'clock Mountain Time tip-off. You can check out that game if you want to travel up to Salt Lake City. You could hit a double header of Cougars if you wanted to tomorrow. You got some time between. You could go check out some other stuff before you go to both games but that option is open to you. So best of luck to Jeff Judkins and his team as they take on the Utes in their Deseret First Duel matchup for the season. Alright, that's today's show. Thanks again for joining me. It's been a blast to bring it to you as always. Brought to you today by our good friends at Sling TV. Of course, offering a 7-day free trial to all listeners. If you go to slingit.com slash locked on, you can check it out. See if you want to sign up with Sling TV. You get 7 days to try it free. Thanks again for joining me on today's show. We'll be back on Monday 
Monday recapping the BYU-Utah basketball game. Of course, BYU football continues their preparations for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We'll tell you what's going on with practice there. We're supposed to have some media availability next week, so we'll have some sound for you next week from BYU football as well as they get ready for that bowl game on the 21st. All right, that's it. Thanks again for joining me. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your December 7th. Enjoy the weekend. Hopefully you guys are all doing great, getting ready for Christmas coming up here. And thanks as always for your support of the podcast. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 7th, 2018. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day